Welcome, you are now inside the Inner Circle, where we spend 15 minutes chatting about Channel 4's new reality TV show, The Circle. I'm Jim, he's Ant. You get a flag. And he's going to be kicking us off, as we always do, by summing up today's show in just 30 seconds. Here is your Circle in 30. Hit the clock. Tonight, the walls came tumbling down for Dan, who, as Freddie put it, has been wanking over a 57-year-old. As Mairead came to see him and gave him food for thought, or should that be flag for thought? And that flag is a big red one, which he planted on Kate slash Alex. It got everybody suspicious of everybody else, but Precious assured us she's exactly what she says on the tin, which means she could be Ron Seal quick-drying wood stain. Meanwhile, we discovered that Harry has the best eyebrows and he made Freddy's arse drip, and not in a way that Freddy enjoyed. And Sean and Precious went head-to-head after the circle clouds. Proper went for it. All because of Scotty. Another tense episode inside the circle. The whole red flag thing. I don't know whether Dan was just getting confused with the rule of the game. Because he was he was acting as if red flagging someone was a thing. I suppose. I mean, you red flag someone in the context of kind of online chat. That's how you remember an email you need to reply to at some point. You just add a little red flag and come back to it later. All I could think was when, when they have to stop the race in Formula One. You know, the red flag comes out, no overtaking. I think that's probably closer to actually what you meant. It's kind of a warning, isn't it? It's like a, there is an alert there. There's something I need to look out for. So I think you've, you've got it back on. That's exactly what he meant. To be honest, I mean, he didn't need the flags because all he had to do was listen to the music. Did you notice how dramatic it was? Like we know from any <laughs> film, as soon as the music gets dramatic, you know there's danger. Something's seriously not right. Yeah, I think they're in the flats on their own, not with like a four-piece orchestra no, 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 <laughs> playing no, 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 along. No, no. Honestly, I think that music's there all the time because did you notice as it followed Dan going to bed, he was putting his earplugs in before he went to sleep, which either means that music is playing or... He's in the room next to Freddie. Or it, the block of flats is right next to the Victoria line in London, which <laughs> yeah. is exactly where it is. You can see it from the train line as you go into London. You can see the, uh, the block of circle flats. Anyway, we'll talk about all that a little bit more in a minute. But first, we need to cover off our favourite tweets from tonight's episode. Now, mine's from at Miss Sophie W. And it's from tonight, but it kind of refers back to something we saw in the last episode. It reads... Precious is meant to be a feminist. Sorry, but what feminist tells a bloke she's not got any knickers on in order to get him on side? That goes totally against what feminism is about. Being rewarded on your merits as a person is being a feminist, not using your body. I don't know much about feminism. I don't really want to start preaching about it. But that does kind of sum up my overriding views on Precious in that she's a dick she is a complete dick yeah and she's not the only one that was on about that as well a few people picking her up on what she described as feminism and disagreeing with her and also what kind of feminist hates all other women which appears to be her main objective is sort of slagging off the other women that are in the circle well i was gonna say i think if you're equating all other women to just the women in the circle you're not really sort of being scientific <laughs> about that are you jim well one of them's a man so. <laughs> um my favorite tweet came from uh, courtney walker uh who spells the name at quarter knee kn uh, and uh, she says man like dan getting absolutely shafted by these catfish he needs the 50k to get the fuck away from these people <laughs> He would, but he just, if he, if he spent 10 grand on a holiday, on the first day of his holiday, he'd meet 
someone on the beach who said they needed 20 grand to get their uncle out of prison or something <laughs> like that and they, he'd never see them again yeah he'd just get catfished straight but, back but into you, it. you know it's a bit like one of those things that once somebody's got your details and you fall for these things they sell them online and pass them around to other common that kind of thing but the one thing he's got mm. to his advantage is at least when they see him on the beach and they approach him about that they are going to call him dan unlike alex who for the rest of his life <laughs> is going to be called Kate. This is very true. Let's start with Dan and the catfishing because we went into the episode where last night's episode went off in that Dan was meeting Maraid and the initial shock he seemed to have faded pretty quickly and he just seemed all right with it. He seemed okay with the whole scenario. Apart from when they were both sitting on the settee chatting, he was pushing himself as far to the other end of the city <laughs> as he possibly could. Apart from that, he was all pretty chilled about it. I, I think Dan is a very cool customer. Dan is, as you said before, he's a bit of an alpha male. and the, But the mask slipped. He was genuinely thrown mm. when she came around to see him. I think that's the first visitor that he's had, isn't it? Um, yeah. And he was genuinely terrified, which is understandable because basically he spent two weeks locked in a flat talking to himself. Um <laughs> and and then when she came in he just was so confused by it just so confused mm. and Maraid came in and she was just you know having a good chat confident about it all and he was being polite that's what he was doing he, he was being nice and polite and he was kind of like kind of going oh yeah we had some good chat and everything but then he reminded me of Chandler Bing and Friends you know when she said about like you know okay well it's been nice getting to know you and he said you know well we should definitely meet up and have a drink afterwards and that was just like when Chandler used to go, well, that was great. Let's do it again. When he actually never wanted to see them ever again. Do you know, it occurs to me that probably the majority of people, certainly Sean, who's in the circle, wouldn't have been alive when Friends finished on terrestrial wow. television. I don't know why that occurs to me. It makes that reference feel particularly odd. The whole chat with Maraid wasn't that interesting. But what was interesting is something that you called on last night's episode in mm -hmm. that him meeting Maraid and realising Maraid was in fact this 57-year-old woman suddenly caused him to question everything. And this is where the red flag thing came out. He was like, well, I don't trust you because of this reason. I don't trust you because of this reason. And it looks like we've potentially seen the end of Kate and Dan's relationship because of that, because he started to look a little bit deeper. The things that maybe he would have glossed over before because he thought Kate had a cute picture, he's now gone, hang on, no, that is a reason to be mistrustful here. Yeah, I mean, what what I actually said last night, and I almost got it completely right. I said, Maraid's going to come around. She's going to talk to him. It's going to throw him. It's going to unsettle him completely. And he's going to go straight away and talk to Kate. Kate will be the first one that he speaks to. Mm -hmm. And because Alex is suffering, Alex is struggling, Alex is going to crack and confess that he's really Kate. And that nearly happened. I thought he was going to waver. It seemed like he was really struggling over his answers when Dan called him up and basically said, can I trust you? Directly asked the question. He seemed to be thinking about it. And then I thought, hang on, have they just edited this? It's actually, it's, it's like you said with the music playing in the background. They can't hear the music. It's just put in there to add tension. So the big long pauses, the treble dotting dots that appear on people's faces when they're composing messages, was that all put in for an effect? Was he actually wavering? I'm not so sure. The one thing that really worried me about it was slightly later in the episode when he said, well, at least if Dan's suspicious, it'll make it slightly easier when I reveal myself to him. And I was kind of, 
Because what? How exactly is he planning on you know demonstrating that he is actually a man? Well, <laughs> let me show you how he's going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you make of that? It reminded me of something uh, else you've been saying, actually. And it was something you said in the very first episode of The Circle before we'd even met any of the contestants. And it was talking about, we were talking about online dating apps and how you present yourself on Tinder and how there's certain things that you can put in your Tinder profile that supposedly makes you more attractive. So going to far-flung places, uh, appearing with dogs was one of the ones I seem to remember you mentioning as well. Yeah. And the game Kate has played, or Kate slash Alex is playing, reminds me kind of what you were saying there. The picture is a cute picture. She's got in her profile that she likes dogs. It's kind of almost through the whole thing. She's been trying to give people a reason not to dislike her rather than giving a reason for people to like her. It's like blandness has been her weapon, but at the same time, blandness has also been the thing that her detractors have picked up on and gone, well, you don't seem to have a personality. Well, if you look at the way the scores go, generally, it, 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 generally, if this, you can, if you look at the way the scoring's done, you're scored out of five stars. Mm. So, if someone gives you a one, they really don't like you, and someone gives you a five, you'll end up with a three. So, if you can keep it fairly balanced, so you get half the group to like you, half the group to dislike you, mm. you'll get a three. And if you look at the influencers, the highest influencer score I think we've seen has been like three point five. Mm something like that. And the lowest score, which has seen people come to the bottom, has been around the low twos. And so actually, you know, you don't have to be friends with everybody. You just need to get enough people to think that you're kind of, yeah, you're all right. And that's happening with Scotty as well. Mm. And we've seen that. So that kind of playing that safe, that vanilla almost, is actually really having an impact. And I can see um, Scotty, who surprised me actually, I can see Scotty going quite far in this a lot further than I gave him credit for when he came in and that's how Kate has got to this point as well that's how Scotty likes it he likes to go far <laughs> he likes to go deep <laughs> talking about the whole thing as well about the, the profiles and about creating these characters nobody seems to have figured out yet most of them have been in there for two weeks now mm. none of them have seemed to figure out that effectively they're just talking to a screen Right, they're I not. Think they've all actually... figured that out. <laughs> no, no, but the, but the, here's if the they thing, hadn't, like, they'd just the, be sitting in the room, silent, waiting for death. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of, it's kind of the principle of the game. Yeah, but most people are getting really worked up in there about how they're being a liar and I don't like being lied to. Mm. And actually, just take a step back. You effectively you're just playing a game online. That for all they know, there could be nobody else actually playing the game. It could just be them in one apartment, Ooh. right? It could genuinely, they could think there's lots of other people playing it, and actually, they're the only real person in there. That would be a hell of a twist at the end, wouldn't it? If the final winner just lives alone in the apartments for the rest of their lives <laughs> with fake people talking to them on a message like some artificial intelligence in store, that would be an incredible plot twist. It's pretty much like my Facebook friends list, though, to be fair. <laughs> well, you know, speaking of Facebook and whatnot, the way they communicate on this circle messaging system is slightly weird, I think. I don't know whether it's the way I use text messages and Facebook Messenger and WhatsApp and whatnot is different to how other people use it. But I wouldn't send someone a message saying, hello, or what's up, or whatever it was. I wouldn't have that introduction. I'd kind of send a whole message like I would an email, kind of like, Hi, how are you? Blah, 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 blah. This stuff's happening. Usually quite whingy with swear the... words and why haven't you done it yet? <laughs> but that's, 
it's different to the way they're communicating. Is it? Do you think it's just because they they know there's people there and they're waiting for an instant response? But I think as well, like you're you're, and don't take this the wrong way, Jim, but you're from a different generation. You're even older than mm. Scotty, right? And um, so you kind of have you, you're kind of going about this for mate. You kind of like, hello, how are you? How's when I message <laughs> people, I prefer to write it with a quill and paper <laughs> and attach it to a carrier pigeon. <laughs> I'd love to see you on there. Ah, the circle. Please draft a letter to Sean. Yes. <laughs> and then pace up and down saying, comma, hashtag. <laughs> but then again, there, there is editing going on there as well. So we don't know quite what's been taken out. So we, we are seeing just the for, the for the actual TV show, because we know we're a few hours behind, it's being edited together. So what we're seeing is not necessarily how it's actually happening. So we can't really judge them on that. No. The other thing that occurs to me off the back of this episode is catfishes in general. And it's a game about catfishing, essentially. And we've had three proper catfishes go in. Maraid's gone. Mm -hmm. Christopher's gone. Kate looked to all intensive purposes that she is going out. The catfishes have not done well. The only one that seems to be doing well at the moment is the one that delivered the shittest lie in the entire series is Freddie, who decided to be straight instead of gay, which is such mm. a minor lie at the end of the day. And for him, it involves just saying bro a lot and calling birds sorts. That's kind of the extent of his catfishing. So in this game, it seems that honesty has been the best policy. Well, we're not finished yet, Jim. That's no. the thing. And also as well, but there's no more going in. We know there's yeah, going to be yeah, no yeah, more. Yeah, but, but here's another here's another thing for you, Jim. Like taking this to another level, we're seeing the people on screen, and then we're seeing whether or not they're being who we're seeing on screen mm. in the circle. But the people we're seeing on screen aren't necessarily the people that they are in real life. No, and I think, as again it has been pointed out before, people put a version of themselves. To on any kind of media, whether it's Facebook or whether it is Instagram or whether it is a mass media like television, people are going to present the character that they want people to see. Even if it's for three weeks, you're still going to be presenting a version of yourself. Mm, but if you believe it, you can pull it off for an incredibly long time. We're seeing that with Kate. And to be honest, we both know people in our personal lives that have done that, that go around bigging themselves up to be something that they're not, but because they think they are, that they can convince other people that they are when they've got no qualifications and no experience in that department. It's interesting you say you could put it off for an extraordinary amount of time because I'd always wondered why you spent so long in the bathroom. <laughs> and now I realise that that is the reason behind it. Let me say something shocking to you, Anthony. Something that'll chill you to your bones. Okay, shock me. I'm starting to quite like Freddy. <laughs> and I think it's a kind of reality TV version of Stockholm Syndrome where you kind of, your torturer and your captor become your friend eventually. He's calmed down a little bit. He's quite funny at times, and I think there is a chance he could win. No, no, no. Um, who hates him in the circle now? Who in, the, it's just people that are voting within the circle. Yeah. Who in there has a strong dislike for him? None of them. I think... Well, it's strong dislike. Harry has suspicions of him, and Harry's been very good since he's walked in. He's pretty much sussing people. But so, out. I mean, so what if? I mean, the whole thing. This, this all boils down to Harry's suspicions come from the fact he looked slightly camp in one of his photos, 
And so Harry, in his world, thinks if you camp, you can't possibly like football. I mean, it turns out that Freddie doesn't like football, so he quizzed him on it in this episode. I can't believe Ryan Thomas went to Burnley, though. I'm still getting over that. <laughs> well, this is it. He set him up with a question. He said, can you believe Ryan Thomas made up footballer, left Spurs, supposedly Freddie's team, and went to Burnley? It's a yes-no question. There's a 50-50 answer here. And Freddie pulled an absolute worldie. He pulled a third answer that did not exist out the bag and just went, I'm only, I only care about Harry Kane. And that was it, which was the perfect answer in that scenario. Oh my God, oh my God. I've just had a horrifying vision of the future. Because you saying that you like Freddie, you won't be alone in that. There'll be lots of other people out there uh, who like Freddie. I'm not saying I, I dislike him, I just don't think he's going to win. Um, so he's po- he's proving to be popular to a certain amount of people. Mm-hmm. And he's answering questions like a politician. Could Freddie be the one to steer us through Brexit? Do you know what? He danced better than Theresa May danced early to Adler. So I think with the spoons on his nipples, I'd have that at the Tory party conference. I might even go if that was the case. <laughs> Freddie to win and Freddie for PM. If that was no deal Brexit, the EU would come running. <laughs> Give us what we want or we send Freddie to live in France. There's a checkers deal. I don't want to talk about the game because I thought it was really boring. Do you want to talk about the game? Oh, basically, they don't need the game because the games are there to basically do a little bit of shit stirring, yeah. and they don't need that because they've got Freddie and he just does that himself. Yeah, I, He's brilliant. I quite like it. the drama between um, Princess or whatever her name is. What's her name? <laughs> Precious. 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 Who has previous. Yeah. Oh my God. So where did that come from as well? Like literally her and Sean were going she for it. She doesn't At like point, women. I thought Precious Sean... doesn't like women. I think she just wanted to attack people. She sees them as a threat. And she's been kind of like that since she went in there. Because her thing is obviously A, being a feminist, and B, is her boobs. <laughs> Which is the ultimate mantra of all feminists. So because of that, she sees other women as a threat. Because attractive woman, that's kind of taking 50% of her audience, I think. I think that's my but what pop d- psychology of where that's coming from. Just to sort of give Precious a little bit of support from the other side, what I really liked about her was how when they started going through the circle cloud, they actually said, um, you know, there was a negative word in there. The first one that came out about was, um, who was it? Was it Dan? Yeah, and there was was some nasty words in there which Freddie had put. And Precious said, all right, come on, we're on the circle together. Somebody's obviously got an issue. Let's have it out. And I thought that was brilliant. I thought Mm -hmm. that was very good. Obviously, that opened the gates, the floodgates to all the shit that was to follow. But I really liked how she did that. It was it was actually a very mature conflict resolution and possibly a very clever tactic as well. Yeah. All right. Credit where credit's due on that one. Who do you think is going to go tomorrow? Because I think we're due a blocking tomorrow. So I'm imagining there will be something going. Someone going. Who's your money on? Um, well, it kind of depends on uh, how this private chat goes between Sean mm. and Precious that it all ended on. Um, because what could happen there is they could actually have it out and then become really good friends and support each other because that sometimes happens. Um, I, You know what? I, I really like Harry and I think he could go far, but I think if certain people get in a position of influence just because of some of the stuff that he's done, he could be in trouble. Um, mm. I really hope not. Um, also, again, because she's new when she hasn't had those bonds and she stirred things up a little bit, I think Precious could be at risk. Yeah, I think Precious. It does hinge on the Sean Precious chat tomorrow, but I've had arguments with women 
There's no way that will be resolved in a five-minute conversation. <laughs> that will go on for at least seven weeks. So, so I think Precious is gone tomorrow. We will find out after tomorrow's show when we'll be back with another episode of Inner Circle. I guess you're a feminist too. <laughs> <laughs> So we'll catch up tomorrow after tomorrow's show when there will be a blocking. I'll also quickly, before we go, did you notice the show that was on after The Circle on Channel 4 this evening? No, I didn't because I ran straight to come and chat to you because I was excited. It was called Alex Hunted and in Hiding, <laughs> which I think is exactly what's going to happen when Dan finds out who Kate really is. And if you're really excited about Ryan Thomas's move to Burnley, uh, you should check out the football show that me and Jim do. It's called On the Left Side, and there's a new episode out now. And make sure you have subscribed to this podcast because there's a couple more episodes to go before the grand final. And on Friday's show, we may possibly have a contestant from the circle. Yeah, and, and it may be somebody that um, well, we've already interviewed, somebody that knows them very, very well. See you then.